0: This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Great floors for every home. With locations in Crestwood, Manchester, Overland, and St. Peter's. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. 9.03 9:03 in St. Louis. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Darren Pang joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Pang, good morning. How you doing?
1: Good morning, Randy and Michelle. I'm doing. I'm doing fabulous. Beautiful sunny day here. A little pause in the NHL action for the Blues. So. We'll take this time to regroup a little bit.
0: Uh, Sixty-eight degrees for Friday. That's Christmas Eve day, and then Christmas Day, sixty-four degrees. Does Darren Pang find a way to get away to hit a few on on those days?
1: <laughs> I think Darren Pang finds a way to play today, <laughs> Thursday, Friday. And then I'll take the Christmas day off, I think.
0: Proud of you, Darren. (laughs) Proud of you. Uh, Panger, we've been talking about uh, Mike Keenan. He was fired by the Blues 25 years ago Sunday, so 25 years ago this week. You played a year for Mike Keenan, and especially for goalies, he could be tough. What was it like for you with the Blackhawks playing for Mike Keenan?
1: He should have been fired here earlier than that. before he before he dismantled the entire organization. Oh man. Um, you know what, when he actually joined um Chicago, he'd just come off that great run in Philadelphia. So that was you know, that was his next team. And you know, any time you go into an organization and you've got the ear of the owner, which at that time, uh Bill Wirtz, you know, was not an owner that usually did something like that. I mean he had longtime Bob Pulford who he brought over I think in the maybe 77 or 78, and he'd been there all that time. So, I mean, it was a dramatic change for the culture of Chicago, uh, much like it was here in St. Louis, you know, with Holly. But um, the... First year I made the, the, the Blackhawks, he wasn't the coach. And I had Bob Murdoch and Wayne Thomas, who was an assistant coach here in St. Louis mm-hmm. for a long time. And, and that was such a good combination for me personally because Wayne Thomas really went to bat for me. He, he he'd coached against me for three years in the minors. So long story short... That first year where I, I had a good year and I ended up being on the all rookie team and whatever, I'm going into the next year thinking this is going to be great. Mike Keenan and I met at the uh, all rookie ceremony in Montreal. He wrote me this letter that there's this was beautiful letter saying what kind of a, you know, uh, energetic, uh, great teammate I am, and I, I was pumped going into the year. I went into the season and I'm telling you what, every test that could come my way came my way, and the first game I ever played for Mike Keenan. Uh, was in Toronto, Hockey night in Canada Saturday night. It's like a 4-3 game in the third period. Game's going really well. And and he pulls me with t- 10 minutes left in the third period, puts in the other goalie. He gives up a goal, pulls him, puts me back in. I give up a late one at the end of the game. He says that the goaltending's the problem here. We got to get a new goalie. One game. You know, I, you know that one game. So I was like what a setup that was. I mean, uh, just a setup. I mean, not even not even fair. You know, so anyway, so my feelings on Mike, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that kind of lays it out. And I, <laughs> hey, those feelings are shared by legions of St. Louisans, and you know Wayne Gretzky very well, and mm-hmm. it's my impression that Wayne Gretzky planned on finishing his career in St. Louis and that if it weren't for Mike Keenan, he probably would have.
1: Well, I, I think there was a, an offer on the table uh, here to continue in St. Louis, but, you know, that's individual. You, you get, you, you have instincts, Um you, you know where something's heading, and you know how someone is inside the locker room when the heat is on, and I think that's where Mike lost a lot of players. He didn't lose the players with his – I mean, he, he had – honestly, he was a really great man. You go out and have a couple of beers with him. You're outside. He's an amiable guy. He shakes people's hands. He's got this smile on his face. He's engaging. Uh, but then you, you go inside the, the room. Uh, you know, when the pressure's on and, and when things get said and you don't share that with anybody, I, I, you know, that's where he manages and did manage to lose a lot of people and a lot of good people along the way. Panger, I want to ask you about the Blues now. The Russian line has been very impressive for this team, especially Vladimir Tarasenko. He has six points in three games. He's the, named the NHL second star of the week. Heading into this season, there was obviously a lot of talk about Vladimir Tarasenko and his future with the Blues, but did you in any way expect to see this version of him out on the ice? No, I'm delighted that this is the version on the ice. I'm, I mean, I really am. I think we all came into the year going, what will happen? I, I, I didn't even know for sure in September that we'd be sitting here in December, and you're right, that he'd be wearing his uh, number 91 for the St. Louis Blues. I, who is to know, right? I mean, um, the guy I give a lot of credit to, well, there's a, there's a lot of people, but Doug Armstrong, the way he handled the entire situation was impressive. Uh, the coaching staff, his teammates, and, of course, Vladdy himself, um, because it was Vladdy that had to come in here and show the the greatest of all work ethics. You know, I mean, you can't come in here after saying that and, and, and being in the locker room with the boys and, and not working your tail off and, and not being productive, um, not trying every day. And so I give Vladdy, obviously, a lot of credit because he pushed that aside as well. And his teammates did the same thing and uh, and brought him right back into the room. And, and uh, I, I applaud them all. Uh, but to Vladdy, I, I'll say this: I've, you know, it's fun being between the benches. I've seen some, you know, some great moments, you know, with Vladdy, and I've seen some tough moments where he gets frustrated and shortens his shifts, and and uh, you know, and it's not much fun. I will say this: that this year has been just. A, it's been a pleasure seeing him play. It's been he's skating hard, he's skating fast, he's getting in on the forecheck, and and I, and I do think uh, Michelle and Randy that. You know, is there something to be said about who he's playing with right now? Uh, absolutely. I mean, they just talk the same language, literally. They, they th- they're they thinking the game the same way, and, and the puck ends up on their tape. And um, Honestly, I, I think it starts with Ivan Barbashev. I think he's the guy that makes it all happen on that line, and he works his tail off and gets in the puck. But that Bushnevich... That, that That trade that Doug Armstrong made with the new york Rangers just a phenomenal deal um that uh, that has put these three in this spot and, and they they 're just being the great together and i'm i'm happy for Vladdy um because i know uh he's a he's a very proud guy and i know he didn't want to i'm sure he didn 't want to see. Um, this whole thing fall apart and and, and be on a negative. So he's really turned this into a great positive.
0: Darren Pang with us on 101 ESPN. And, Panger, those are your top three scorers as well, Buchnevich, Tarasenko, Barbashev. But at some point, you're going to get Thomas back. You're going to get Shen back. Is there any reason to believe that this Russian line won't be together? Because my assumption would be that both Shen and Thomas would play center.
1: Yeah. You know what? That's that. That's where I'm really impressed with Craig Berube and how he handles these things. Probably better than we all ha- handle these things. You know, the questions kind of are out there. Everybody thinks about that, but but when when it comes down to it, I, I think Craig Berube and his coaching staff they they always have three or four options that that are there and and they know that this you know there's going to be some people that are going to be uncomfortable they 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 know guys are going to return to the lineup and it's not going to be exactly what they want but i think he does a good job of having guys that return to the lineup blend in i mean listen the springfield express they they deserve to stay in the lineup um you know so uh, i don't think there's a not that there's not a hurry to get these guys in because they're obviously all-world NHL players. I mean, they're, they're quite frankly better players than the American Hockey League players are, but right now at this moment in the present, you know, those guys have done a great job and, and probably deserve to stay in the lineup. So at the end of the day, if he tells Robert Thomas he's going to be on the right side or he tells Braden Shen he's going to be on the left side because this is working, this is what I love about being in the team sport. I love it because you're, you're in the locker room and you're on a team. And if that's what the coach says then that's what you're going to do. And, and you check your ego at the door, and you go do what's good for the team. And I know these guys will because they always have.
0: Finally, Panger, J- Jordan Binnington trying to get back into condition here, played the game on Sunday. Now the league is shut down tomorrow through Saturday, and he won't be able to come even to the facilities until Sunday again. Is this at all a setback for Binnington that he, he can't continue to improve his conditioning and, and just the, the muscle memory of playing goalie?
1: That's a really that's a good question. I I hadn't even thought of that, uh, Randy. I, I guess I thought right away is a, you know, rest is a weapon and, and they'll they'll all need it down the stretch. But yeah, that's the, the timing of it all. Getting him back in, I'm sure that he would have loved to just get right back in the net uh in Ottawa and and get that rhythm going again. Um I thought all in all, I thought he looked pretty good um the short side goal was an odd goal i tried to explain that on on valley sports and how it was deflected so high in the slot and he just couldn't get back there but um you know all in all i thought he looked really really actually sharp in that hockey game so but uh you know this is all you can do and mm-hmm. uh and you know you get you get work in your legs you get you, you get your cardio back you you visualize a lot of things you And that's all you can do. But you're right. It it is a bit of a a negative for, for, for Jordan, especially.
0: Panger, hit him well today. And you and your family have the merriest of Christmases. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you hopefully next week.
1: That sounds great. You guys, too. Have a great one. And hope Santa treats you well.